Welcome to the Colonial Church STA podcast. The vision of Colonial Church is to build an exciting, vibrant, Bible-based church right here in the heart of St. Augustine, Florida. Thank you for taking the time to listen to this message. Hey, we're doing a new series tonight. I'm really, really excited. Um, We just finished our In Pursuit series, but we're going into a series called What Would Jesus Do? Like the bracelet. What would Jesus do? And uh, I wanted to kind of just start off reading uh, some scripture that would be that will be a banner for this series, if that's okay. Um, so we're going to be reading first. We're going to be reading a lot tonight, but it's good. It's good to read God's word, right? So first, let's read First uh, Peter chapter two. This is again, this is the banner in which our whole series is wrapped around. So starting in verse 21, it says, For to this you have been called, because Christ also suffered for you, leaving you an example, so that you might follow in his steps. He committed no sin, neither was deceit found in his mouth. When he was reviled, he did not revile in return. When he suffered, he did not threaten, but continued entrusting himself to him who just judges justly he himself bore our sins in his body on the tree that we might die to sin and live to righteousness by his wounds you have been healed i love that for you were strayed like sheep but have now returned to the shepherd and overseer of your souls so jesus is the example that's what i really wanted you to focus on in that piece of scripture and that's what we're going to be talking about next couple of weeks. And we're going to have Pastor Bob come in next week, which is really exciting. And he's going to continue this series. But we're really going to look in close to see what Jesus taught. Because it's applicable for our lives. He's the example. He's the son of God. He's fully man, but he was fully God. And we can follow what he has written or what, he, what people have written about him that was inspired by the spirit of God. And we can apply it still. I feel it's more applicable today than ever. So be encouraged because it's going to be a really, really good series. Well, hey, if you have your Bibles, we're going to read some more, if that's cool. Is that all right? So we're going to read some more. We're going to read out of Matthew chapter 18 tonight. And this is Jesus having a conversation with Peter, one of the disciples. And he later explains a parable. And we'll read that as well. So starting In Matthew chapter 18, verse 21. Then Peter came to him and said, Lord, how often shall my brother sin against me? And I forgive him. Up to seven? Jesus said to him, I do not say to you up to seven times, but up to 70 times seven. Therefore, the kingdom of heaven is like a certain king who wanted to settle accounts with his servants. So he goes into the parable here. And when he had begun to settle accounts, one was brought to him who owed him 10,000 talents, which is millions of dollars in relation to millions of dollars. But as he was not able to pay, his master commanded that he be sold with his wife and his children and all that he had, and that payment be made. The servant therefore fell down before him saying, Master, have patience with me and I will pay you all. Then the master of that servant was moved with compassion. Everyone say compassion. Released him 
and forgave him the debt. Verse 28, but that servant went out and found one of his fellow servants who owed him a hundred denarii. And he laid his hands on him and took him by the throat, saying, pay me what you owe. So his fellow servant fell down at his feet and begged him, saying, have patience with me, and I will pay you all. He said the same thing. And he would, and he would not, but went and threw him into, pr- in him into prison till he should pay the debt. So when his fellow servants saw what he had been done, what had been done, that's important. You never know who's watching. They were very grieved and came and told their master all that had been done. Then his master, after he had called him, he said to him, you wicked servant, I forgave you all the debt because you begged me. Should you not also have compassion on your fellow servant, just as I had pity on you? And his master was angry, delivered him to the torturers until he ch- until he should pay all that he that was done to him. So my heavenly Father also will do to you if each of you from his heart does not forgive his brothers his trespasses. Let's pray together. Jesus, we thank you for the power of your word, and we thank you for the opportunity opportunity to read it together, God, in this place. And God, I just pray that your spirit would speak so clearly in this place, God, that it would be your words and not mine, Lord, and that your name would be glorified in this place, and that we leave encouraged, God. We love you and pray all this in your precious name. Amen. Amen. So tonight, we are going to be speaking about forgiveness. And I want to preach a message entitled, Walking Without a Limp. Walking Without a Limp. Tonight, we're going to be really going around this idea of what it looks like to forgive and what potential things can get in the way of that. But I'm really believing that this series as a whole is really going to speak to us. We're going to be able to take things away from this. We're going to leave this place better than the way that we came in. Amen? Because of Jesus. So quick question tonight. Um, Has anyone gone to the gym and the next day you feel like you're completely demolished, that you can't even walk right? Has there any, uh, anyone worked out maybe leg day? I've done leg day, and I went too hard on the paint because my friends encouraged me to just keep doing squats. And I literally, I could not walk. I had trouble walking. I was like walking with a limp. I was just like, oh. And it was horrible. My legs were so sore. But, you know, I got over it. Or maybe someone has sprained an ankle before. I know I've done that a couple times. Skateboarding, rolled my ankle. That didn't feel well. And then I was walking with a limp for a few days. But it's interesting that... The, the normal reaction would be like, no, I got it. It's fine. I'm just going to keep walking with my limp, which is actually the worst thing to do when you have a limp, right? If you, if you have an injury, last thing you should do is keep walking on the injury, right? And I was thinking about this, this scripture, and it reminded me of how when we hold on to an unforgiving heart, we actually walk around with a limp in a way. We walk around with a limp, and the more we walk around on it, the worse it gets. The more we limp. Your limp won't lessen if you keep walking on your injury, 
So you see, I believe oftentimes having a lack of forgiveness in our heart is just like this. An unforgiving heart is what causes the limp. But what is normally the best thing to do when you have a sprained ankle or you're sore, what's the best thing to do? Rest, right? You rest. If you have a sprained ankle, you put it to rest. You put some ice on it, you elevate it so it can heal. Very practical, but very true. And forgiving others is not easy, but it's necessary. And I believe tonight that we're going to be encouraged, even myself, that we can actually put it to rest, this unforgiving heart that sometimes we want to hold on to in life. We can put it to rest. We can elevate and let it heal and not walk around with a limp of unforgiveness in our hearts. Amen? Is anyone with me? So let's let it heal, no longer walk around with the limp. But I want to explain this scripture just a little bit. To be honest, if I'm to be frank tonight, uh, I think it's easy to have Peter's attitude, right? So Peter asks Jesus, okay, this whole thing, this whole idea about forgiveness, so like how many times do I need to, you know, excuse my brother for sinning against me? Like how, how many times do I need to forgive? Like, can we put a number on it? Can it be seven? Is that cool? How about seven? That would be easier for me. So is that cool, Jesus? Can it be seven? And Jesus says not seven, but 70 times seven, which is 490. And I'm a math whiz, so that's why I could just do that on the phone. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm not a math whiz. I struggle with math. I had to look that up. But um, it's 490. But what is Jesus what, what, what's the point that he's trying to make? The point that he's trying to make is you shouldn't really pay attention to the, to the number. You should just keep forgiving. You should just keep forgiving. You should forgive, forgive, and then forgive again and again and again. It's an ongoing process. That's what Jesus is saying. Don't worry about a number. Just keep forgiving. And he's making that point to Peter that you should never graduate from forgiving others. So I really want to unpack this message or this scripture and give us just a few points that we can hold on to and actually take away from. So the first point tonight, if you're taking notes, when it comes to forgiveness, you can't have forgiveness without love. You can't have forgiveness without love. Let's look back at the text that we read earlier. This is Jesus telling the parable of the king settling accounts with his servants. After finding out that the servant was unable to pay the debt, which was a lot of money like we talked about earlier. So starting in verse 25, it says, But as he was not able to pay, his master commanded that he be sold with his wife and his children and all that he had. And that payment be made. The servant therefore fell down before him saying, Master, have patience with me and I will pay you all. Then the master of that servant was what? He was moved with compassion. Released him and forgave him the debt. So what does that tell us tonight? That compassion is the precursor to forgiveness. 
Compassion is actually the precursor to forgiveness. Let compassion be the driving force that will lead you to forgiveness. Let it be the driving force. And I realize that we are not perfect in this room. I am not perfect. I'm in that category with you. But if we let love be the driving force, it's possible. It's possible to forgive. And I love this quote from Mother Teresa. It says, if we really want to love, we must learn how to forgive. So Mother Teresa hits the nail on the head here because compassion and forgiveness, they go hand in hand. But she flipped it, right, from what I was saying earlier. But I think it could go both ways, right? So love will encourage you to forgive, but forgiveness will cause you to give out love at the same time. So it goes hand in hand. You can't have one without the other. But I believe it goes both ways. If we allow compassion to flow from our hearts, it will release us to forgive. If you're having trouble with forgiveness, can I encourage you, bring God in on the situation. Bring him in on the situation. Ask God to help you. You realize we can do that. We have access to the most powerful person on earth, God. He's the creator of the universe, and he can help us, and he has sent a helper, his spirit, or his spirit is a helper. The Bible talks about this. God's spirit is sent to help us. In John chapter 14, it talks about this, starting in verse 16. This is Jesus speaking, and I will pray the Father, and he will give you another helper, that he may abide with you forever, the spirit of truth whom the world cannot receive because it, is neither, because it neither sees him nor knows him, but you know him, for he dwells with you and will be in you. I love this last part, verse 18. I will not leave you orphans. I will come to you. How beautiful is that? How beautiful of a promise is that? In our struggle, he is our helper. We just need to let him in. Can't let stubbornness get in the way, bitter, a bitter heart hardened heart let him in open up let him in on the situation give it up to God pray for patience for those who have wronged you pray that he would give you the strength to extend mercy to others so you can't have forgiveness without love but secondly tonight when we forgive it actually leads us to freedom when we forgive, it leads us to freedom. Forgiving someone is not letting someone get away with the wrong that they've caused you. I'm going to say that again. Forgiveness is not letting someone off the hook. You're not giving them a jail, a get-out-of-jail free card when you forgive someone. It's not letting them off the hook and how they've wronged you, but instead actually frees you up the most when you forgive you see there's there's a lot of internal battle going on when you when you hold on to a bitter heart and unforgiving spirit it damages you the most and i've i've learned this firsthand too again i'm not perfect we are not perfect but with god involved 
We can do it. We can actually do this. But forgiving someone isn't letting them off the hook. It actually releases you the most. It, it, it causes you to walk into freedom. The other person that you're having trouble forgiving might not even know that you're having struggle with that, right? But it's all internal. You know, because you live with it daily. Every time you see that person, you're reminded of it, and it pulls on your heart, right? So when you, when you forgive someone, it frees you up. It frees you up. We, for, we forgive as well, apart from all of this. We forgive because Jesus forgave us in the process of dying for our debt. That's another reason why we, we forgive. We forgive because Jesus died for our debt that we couldn't pay on our own. While on the cross, he was actually extending forgiveness to people. He said, forgive me, Father, for they know not what they do. Even when he's on the cross, how good of a father. When we think of his ultimate sacrifice for us, we don't have any room to not forgive others. When we think of how he first forgave us, we, we're not in the right to not forgive our brother. Colossians 3.13 says, Bear with each other and forgive one another, for any of you has a grievance against someone. Forgive as the Lord forgave you. See, when we hold on to that, that root of bitterness in our heart, whether it's towards ourselves, God bless you, whether it's towards ourselves or towards someone else, it actually drives a wedge in our relationship with God. Holding on to an unforgiving heart actually affects your relationship with God. Because what does this parable say that we were reading earlier in verse 32? It says, Then his master, after he had called him, said to him, You wicked servant, servant I forgave you all the debt because you begged me. Should you not also have compassion on your fellow servant, just as I had pity on you? What's that saying? It's saying we don't have the right to hold on to an unforgiving spirit when we are in remembrance of all that God has forgiven us for. You hear me tonight? And this is not always an easy pill to swallow, but it's true tonight. If we if we're in constant remembrance of the way that we had been forgiven, and we didn't deserve it, but he gave it freely, then we don't have a right to hold on to a bitter heart and unforgiving spirit towards other people. If anything, the love from Jesus can encourage us to actually forgive our brother or our sister. It's love that will be the driving force. I wonder what would happen if we lived life with a forgiving heart? What would happen in our lives if, if we didn't walk around with a limp? I don't want to walk around with a limp. Instead of hurt people hurting other people, let's make it forgiven people forgiving others. Forgiven people forgive others. Our willingness to work on forgiveness with God 
in the picture will enable us to succeed in this area of forgiveness. Let's live out of a revelation that we have been forgiven, so in return, we will freely forgive others. Even when it's difficult. I know it's not easy. I've been there, I promise you, (laughs) many times. But if you let God in, in the situation, it gets easier. If you soften your heart, okay, God, and you admit that you can't do it on your own, which requires you to push pride aside and say, hey, God, I can't do this on my own. I want to. I want to want to forgive, but help me. Ask him. He'll help you. And it will free you up. And I believe that it will, it will cause you to go deeper into relationship with God. You'll see sides of God that you hadn't seen before. Once you just let go of it and you love your brother, you love your sister, love the person that has wronged you. Do you receive that word tonight? Thank you for listening to this podcast. We would love to connect with you. Join us on Sundays at church or visit us at www.colonialchurch.life.